uh, is amazing. Uh, I don't think there's anyone who's listening to this program, and I'm including Harry from Belmore, that has more experience around racing than our next guest. Uh, very much beloved by the listeners, Kenny Callender is on the line. G'day, Ken. G'day, Jimmy. How are you, mate? Mate, I am really well. Excited about the weekend. No doubt you are as well. Before we get into the market and the runners and uh, all the pizzazz around the Everest, I want to ask you about it. You know, it's only in its seventh edition. To, to think about the success that it's become and the, the turnover that it now generates, second biggest race in the Australasian racing calendar. Do you think it's it, it, it was a market that was missed previously? Was it seen and then fulfilled? Was it gaining momentum afterwards? Is it all of those things? How do you explain the, the Everest as it stands now, Ken? Well, there was certainly a gap in October New South Wales administrators in years gone by, spearheaded by breeding people, were content to stop the big races early in October and give Melbourne a month free free kick of all the big races, which was absolutely stupid. I used to write about occasionally in my column, but Peter Volandi's come in. You know, you can have a love-hate relationship with Peter, but by God, he did something. He said, bugger that, we're going to have some big races in October too. And he started with the Everest. He had a bit of trouble filling the slots, I think, at first. Yeah. But now people are clamouring in it to get them. Like John Massaro wasn't in it originally, who's a big name and a, and a great thinker. Uh, Godolphin weren't in it. They're all in it now. Henry Field, they've all jumped on the bandwagon. And they're big names in the breeding industry. And they can see what the race is doing, not only for New South Wales, but Australia. Jim... I thought it was a fairly fair idea. I didn't go overboard when it was mooted. I've got to say it's far exceeded my expectations and it's a fabulous event and good on them. Does it need Group 1 status? Does it matter knowing what Yes, Yes, Yes has been sold for and now stands as a sire? Mate, who cares? Right. In 2018, Victoria voted against... Uh, and they got their, they like New South Wales have the right to veto on the uh, Australian Racing Board. They voted it against having Group One status, which was petty jealousy, too silly for words. So who gives a damn whether it's called a Group One or not? The losers, are the people that are trying to promote Group One racing, yeah. and they're the ones who really voted against it. So it is a Group One. It's the best sprint race, you know, certainly in Australia, and every year. Uh, the best horses want to get there. I'm surprised this year that Imperatis is not there. Mm. I think their owners are trying to build up an easy record. I think they're a bit scared to come to Sydney. They came here once and got beat, and they're not going to come back. Who cares if she's not here? She's not the best anyway. We've got uh, the very best horses in this race, and it'll be a super event. $20 $20 million up for grabs at 4.15 tomorrow at Royal Randwick. Top of the market is number three. Think about it. And I wish I winners drop back a little after the barrier draw. What do you see with those two lead runners, Ken? Uh, I think they've both got great chances. Mm. Uh, Peter Moody and uh, the owner, Gary Chittick, seem to think that I wish I win needs an outside alley. He's good enough and the race will break up a bit. Uh, I think he'll get his chance. I think, uh, think about it, he'll certainly get his chance. He'll take up a nice spot from Barrier 5. Uh, personally, I like the three-year-old from Godolphin Cylinder. Right. I think he ticks all the boxes. I love three-year-olds in, 
wait for age races in September, October. I think the allowance they get as they're developing is a big, big help. And I think Cylinder, two three-year-olds have won the, the Everest. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And Giga Kick. I think Cylinder's certainly got better form coming into the race than yes, yes, yes had. And I think he's got at least equal, if not better, than Giga Kick had. Mm. Plus, the way the barriers have fallen, Jimmy, Overpass is the leader. And it's yep. got barrier two. Now, in barriers one and three, uh, horses that won't go towards the lead. The horse we just said, uh, Peter Moody's horse, I wish I win, and Espiona's uh, in three. Yep. Now, they'll, they'll be content to take a position midfield. Mm. Cylinder always flies the lids, and from barrier four, he'll cross straight outside overpass, possibly let overpass go. And alcohol three is the only horse I think will really come from out wide going forward. If he wants to let it go, I think he can either be running second or third all the way. He's well-weighted, and I think he's a damn good horse. He's running the Golden Rose. It was uh, fabulous. He was trapped deep. And what did you tell us about Zach Lloyd a couple of weeks ago? No fear in backing him. Yeah, I think he's the best apprentice since Malcolm Johnston. I've yep. got no fears in backing Zach Lloyd. And like all young people, Jim, they know no fear. He'll get up there ready to have a go. Yeah. All right. Number 12 cylinder from gate four, currently $8 at topsport.com.au. Um, what about some of the other races uh, before we get to uh, the Caulfield Guineas? Um, have you had a look uh, elsewhere? We've got the King Charles III. It's just the $5 million race, Ken. Yeah, what a super race. Uh, just to correct too slightly, we say the $20 million Everest, but $10 million, uh, close enough, goes back to the slot holders. And uh, it, it's really $10 million, but that still makes it the best race around anyway. Yeah. And uh, the King Charles, $5 million, what a race. What a race. Look, Mr. Brightside's obviously the horse to beat. At $2 or $2.10, I think he's way under the odds and I'm prepared to bet against him. Uh, I think Chris Waller's got two horses with great chances. Fan Girl, who's about $7, and uh, Kovalika, who's $19. I think $19 Kovalika is a fabulous gamble. Needs luck from 15 Alley, but he's a very good horse. And I think the other horse who's over the odds is number one, Kerry Parker's horse, uh, Think It Over. Uh, he's got fabulous form with the Randwick Mile in top class company. He won the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, which is the best weight for age race in the autumn. And uh, uh, over the, the uh, Randwick Mile, he's had 10 starts. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, six starts and for two wins and three placings. So he likes, and, it's, and all of them have been in top class events. I think he's good odds at $14. Okay. As I say, Mr. Brightside, the horse to beat. But I think Think It Over and uh, Kovaliga are both great value. Have you look, had a look at the Caulfield Guineas? And I'd imagine the turnover for Caulfield is swelled because of the, the interest in the, the Everest and other races at Royal Randwick, right? Most certainly is. And also, I think Randwick's helped by being such a good program at Caulfield. Yeah. Jim, I've certainly looked at the Caulfield Guineas. The next star horse of, uh, in Australia... The up-and-comer Militarise is the favourite. Militarise has won four races, and three of them have been at Group 1 level. Uh, he's drawn 12 of 15, which is a little bit of a problem. I concede that. 
but I still think he's good enough to win. The $2.80 upsets me a little. I like a better <laughs> price, but I still think I'll back him. How will you be spending Everest Day tomorrow, Ken? Well, Jimmy, I'll be at Randwick enjoying myself. Uh, fantastic. That's the way it should be. Mate, as always, uh, absolutely outstanding. Privileged to have you on. Really appreciate it. You enjoy your day and, of course, the big day tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. Hope I didn't talk too much. No, absolutely. Ken Callender, legend of the turf. We'll take a break and then we'll back with more.